Ladies, gentlemen, and all sports fans of Calgary, welcome to your morning show. Sports, life, food, and everything else. This train rarely comes off the rails. We've got big guests, the best insiders, and all the breaking news you need. Boomer in the morning starts now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Well, this sounds like a very important conversation. We should really have it on the air. We're, we're coming in hot, folks. Coming in hot here on uh, whatever day this is. <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matthias Rosencrantz. Bartholomew Rosencrantz is here in studio uh, in for Ryan Pinder uh, all week. Uh-huh. You, uh, you came storming in here uh-huh. moments, just moments ago. Yep. And... And what, what what's happening? What did you have? I had coffee. You have coffee? Yeah, I do. What? Oh, and very nice. Good for you, Maddie boy. Out a boy. Nice. So like uh, you like you brought from the outside in or? Uh, yeah, I had to because yeah. the machines aren't getting installed yeah, until have, later today. Don't have any coffee. Apparently, the they start yeah. their work hour at nine a.m. Like sleep in much? Why don't you? Hey, soft. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty pretty soft. One word for it. Yeah. How uh how we doing? Yeah, good. Yeah. No complaints. Good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh now I've kind of had my nose in the old uh the computer. I haven't been doing that a whole lot. I haven't interacted. Is uh is Duma here today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him. I walked by. Is he in there? Hi, yeah. boom. Hey, Duma, Duma, Duma. What's going on? You're here. I'm alive again. Nice. Now were again. you were you here Monday? I was uh six sixty-ing it on uh on Monday. Okay. And then uh, Were you here yesterday? Six, six, no. No. I was uh I was under the the weather. Oh dear. Yeah. So uh But uh but I will be here for tomorrow though. I was supposed to do six sixty, but I will be doing your final show. So that's what matters. My final show. Final show. On Thursday, right? Final. What, what what's happening? I don't know. I just want to be here for it. Why is it? How do you know it's my final? I don't know. Is it? Have you heard something? Is it? I don't know. Am I getting spoilers? They told Dumas that I'm getting fired and they haven't told me yet? They didn't tell you? <laughs> what? They told me. GVP, well, they tell you? Well, Garrett's taking over. Yeah, I'm taking over. So oh. I didn't I didn't want to say anything. I didn't know that. Well, congrats, man. I uh, Massive. Wow. Ooh, what a shocking development. <laughs> <laughs> want to hit the breaking no news idea. splitter. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Big show today. Look at the guests we have got. Oh, yeah, we packed it. Man, we have got Dave Dickinson, Calgary Stampeder head coach, the 3-0 Stamps. Woo! So, you know what it is? They're uh, they're so good right now. Dave just sent everybody home. See ya. Get out of here. Ordinarily, we'd be working on stuff, going through practice and game tape and all that. You know what? F it. Go have a week. I like to ask Dave in these situations if he ever puts his feet up because I know that he doesn't. No. Dave, did you put your feet up? You going to put your feet up, watch the game a little bit today? Probably not. He'll be going in. He'll oh, be yeah. going to the office. Got to get these first halves sorted out. Yeah. Bro. Be making sure that uh, all the other coordinators and staff are not slacking. Oh. On your toes there. Dave's a soft-spoken guy. Mm-hmm. Bet you he's just a tyrant around McMahon. Yeah, just running that show. Yeah. Him and John Hoffnagel. Making sure there's toilet paper in all the stalls. Uh, okay, good, yeah. T- we got uh, fresh urinal cakes and all the all the urinal. All right, well, straighten up. Figure the, it out. Keep that place spick and span. Yeah. That's right. Doesn't just manage the players, man. This is our house. The whole thing. We got to manage the whole barn. It's the whole thing. Yeah. So Dave coming in at uh, 7. Huzzah. Colby Armstrong, the arm dog, seven thirty segment. He is—he's uh, one of my favorites. I uh, very talented guy. Radio, television, obviously a uh, a winner. He is uh, a former member of the uh, the Pittsburgh. Who all did he? Montreal, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Yo. Toronto at the end, and then he got concussed, I believe, and then that was it. But uh, great guy, I love seeing him. On the television. I think he's living in Pittsburgh. Made his home there. That would make sense. Um, but I saw he was doing a thing for Sports Night where he's talking to the, some of the top prospects for the upcoming oh. NHL draft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's done the prospect games before because he's coached them before. Oh, I'm firing out a ton of here we go, boys. Here we go, boys. 
That's the old uh, hockey lingo right there, getting these boys going. He's so good. Hey, boys. Hey, 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 boys. Hey, boys. Yeah. That's the old uh, hockey lingo right there, getting these boys going. He is a former member of the Memorial Cup winning Red Deer Rebels. They're going to hand that trophy out tonight. Uh, yeah, I know, they right? Yeah, they are. Talk about timing, right? Yeah. Uh, I know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, good to talk to Colby coming up in hour two. Hour number three. Mm. Tomorrow the uh, parade in Denver? Tomorrow's the parade. Today's the ball game. They're going to watch the Colorado oh, Rockies and the that? LA Dodgers. Gotcha. That's a tight turn because that's a 640 start at the ballpark. And then a 10 a.m. starts for the parade. I feel by now they're probably all just needing to pump the brakes a little bit. I See, I was pondering this because the, the next 24 seem like a doozy. The first, I would argue, 48 after you hoist the trophy. So that would be something. So you probably finally maybe got your first four or five hours of sleep last night, Tuesday to Wednesday, maybe. I wonder, because you, you win the cup, you'd be a little uh, tipsy by the time you leave the rink. Oh. there'd be champagne and the beers and all that. So you probably sure. four, five, six deep before you leave. Last time you've eaten is God knows when. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you're right into it. Uh, then you go out, shut eye, maybe. Like, maybe, like, it's 45 probably like minutes. an hour on the plane if you're lucky. But the, and then but you the go, plane is probably rowdy. But then the next, but I'm here's what I'm thinking. You go all night, mm-hmm. sh- tight turn. We saw the photo of Eric Johnson there with the cup in his bed. So maybe you, you get a couple hours. Then you're on the plane, and I wonder there if you just shut it down. You're in the air. You're kind of one of those things. Now you're really tired. Mm-hmm. And you know, when we get off, what do we do when we get there? We're not going home. What are we doing when we, when we touch down? The one thing I wonder about Boom is that the mm-hmm. airplane is the one place that there's a little bit of privacy from prying eyes for a lot of these pro teams these days, prying you know? Prying eyes are watching you. I don't think, my, my guess on that would be, we just won the cup, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, Ovi was swimming in fountains with it. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know. I wonder if that's just one of those things you get on, you get on the plane and you woo from Tampa to Denver. I don't know what that. It wouldn't be terribly long, but it'd be just long enough that maybe you power Couple out. Hours, yeah. yeah, you power out. And then probably the guys that have wives and kids, you go home to see them. Yeah, but the other guys, see ya, tear it up. Yeah, right yeah. to the bar. Yeah, yeah. But I know I've talked to uh, to some guys. They're like, you can only go. For so long before you've just you you're full you're full of beer you're full of all of it but today at if you're going to the ball game tonight yeah you're maybe a little little calm today but yeah you're you're going full tilt late start today and then it's paddled down once again yeah and it's right back into the the throes of it as they say so we'll see if Connor McGahey the play-by-play voice of the Avs if he's sobered up didn't get a chance to listen to that Andrew Cogliano interview yesterday. Well, that was, I always love those. Hey, you won the cup 48 hours ago. You want to come on a afternoon talk show and see how many where, words you can put together? Where was he on? It was on Merrick's program on oh, was yesterday. Oh, okay. We run that show? Yeah. Hmm. I just kind of tap out after it's, this show's over. It's really nap time really for good? you. Yeah. Uh, it's nap time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Connor McGahey, we uh, we played a lot of when you when you go four rounds deep, you score some goals, and when you're the you, we played a lot of his goals. And I've said this the whole the whole we're too serious about sports. We get too caught up in the serious nature. You must be serious, and uh, I don't like it. And Connor McGahey said, "Screw that. We're going to have some fun. I'm going to call the goals the way Avs fans would want to hear them." Not quite as shrill and and over the top as Dave Mishkin would, but McGahey, he leans into it. Oh, hell, hell! You know? Your voice is breaking up, tearing it up. I'm a big fan. Big fan. Hook! Give him the hook! Alex Newhook! Four check here from Kill McCarr. It's all the way to the other end of the ice. Four seconds, three seconds, two seconds, one second. It's over. They did it. They did it. The job is done. 
Stanley Cup champions. Awesome. The job is done. The job is done. I love that. The Kadri man can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's Nazem Kadri. Yeah. The moose is loose. Correct. So that's what the uh, the show is going to be today. How do you feel about the uh, How do you feel about the roster? Yeah, it's deep. Yeah, deep roster boom. I'm happy with it. I don't mind going down down to the third arm here at all. I think any way you shake this out, you can get yourself a win. Uh, then in Sportsnet today, you got a pair of guests: Eric Erlinson, longtime covering the Tampa Bay Lightning, will join you. The mm-hmm. uh, the off season begins without a parade, without any pomp or circumstance for the first time in a long time. How many boats are in the bay down in Tampa? Yeah. I mean, you still get drunk. Probably there's still boats. I think, I think and, he's probably and, still yeah. get hammered up, but uh, uh, probably. it's a little different. Tommy Wheeldon Jr., he'll be with you as well, Cavalry FC. Football. Yeah. Big game tomorrow. What's going on with the uh, with the Cavalry there, uh, Dumas? Well, coming off a massive win there on Sunday. Straight. Biggest I'll, crowd ever. Al Classico. No, I know you were there, obviously. Oh, yeah. How, uh, how was it? Because I, 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 you get a big crowd, and I love it when it's a great day and you win. It just keeps you coming back. But you've been to pretty much all of these games. Have you missed the game? I'm not even sure. So what did it, did it, was it packed? Was there still room? Can we fit more people in there, or how did it look? You could probably fit a few more in there. Like there's, They said it was the biggest crowd ever. So I don't know. It's like a 6,000-seat stadium, so they could probably fit probably more. Well, they probably fit maybe... 900, 800 more. There's probably around a 5,000 there, go. I would say. Let's go. Perfect. And, Capacity. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll mm-hmm. be back there. I'll uh, be back home Thursday the 14th against York. That's their next home game. But they're killing it. The uh, the York. Uh, York United. Terriers. Yorkie Terriers. Yeah. Yorkshire. Wow. Something like that. Mm. You like uh, Yorkshire pudding? Yeah. Uh, this, never had it. Yeah, it's fine. Have you never had it? I've never had it. It's if it's done right, sure. It's quite good. Very good point. It's but if it's too heavy, it's just heavy. Yeah, you're just eating a ball of dough. Yeah, it's it's like a bread pudding type thing. It's kind of like think of it almost like a bun. It's kind of like uh, really not pudding at all. Okay, so yeah, it's got like it's pastry and it's got some stuff in it. Yeah, you would make. I know that uh, my brother-in-law makes them in like muffin tins. Yep. Okay. My mom would do the same. Yeah. And then you take them out and you smother them with gravy. Oh, oh so yeah. much gravy. But you know what it is? Picture one with a roast. It's un- Yeah. It's unfortunately named. Sure. It's, it's a victim of some shoddy naming. Yeah, because when you think pudding and it's kind of a dinner pudding, I'm like, rice pudding or something? I don't want, along, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that consistency on my plate. You know what else? Like in that vein that mm. is, is named horribly and I'll never... Blood pudding. Sure, Ooh, yeah. yeah. No thanks. What are we? Werewolves? Nope. Come what on. about head cheese? It isn't even cheese. Oh, dude, don't start. With Gross. This. We've talked. <laughs> Bro. In the last three days, I've gotten a lot of messages on <laughs> on Twitter, and it's been so nice. Um, but there was one. <laughs> I can't. I should. I, I wonder if I can find it, because it, it really shows you the scope of this show <laughs> and make honestly it makes me very proud the things that have resonated and have stuck with people uh over the years there was one yesterday that talked about how someone came upon the station just by chance and they were listening to Rhett talk about wiping a booger on the window <laughs> yeah and have ever since been a p1 everyday listener well, it's just the little things like that where ev- eventually you get a little booger flicking story and people <laughs> stick around. One guy sent me a photo. It's from June of 2010. Oh, no. At an Okotoks Dogs game. Oh, I, no. I won tickets from the fan. You're talking to a friend of mine in Saskatchewan who claimed to hate you. So that we were at the game. He's like, yeah, a buddy of mine, he listens in Saskatchewan all the time. He just he can't stand you. I'm like, let's get him on the phone. Give him a call. <laughs> let's see. How, let's see. Come on, tough guy. So we got him on the phone. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it was good. Uh, so, dude has this photo of me from 20, mm-hmm. but um, somebody brought up the uh, the head cheese. 
the stu- yeah, the boogers and the head cheese. So it's it's not so much the hey, I remember you were at the when you were at the NHL awards, you had a great one on one with Bob Hartley, who had just won the coach of the year. No. <laughs> uh, so I I uh I was here early today. Sleep is really just more of a hobby right now than anything I do on a regular basis. Sure. Just, it's been that kind of a week, that kind of a couple weeks, I guess. But I said it yesterday, and there's there's a lot. I, I didn't want to do any of it. I just wanted to get to tomorrow. We just do the shows, and then I could just leave. But I, I, I've underestimated, and it's... It, it's I got into radio because of what's special about radio. You listen, and you feel like you... You know the people, and then you, you there's some DJs or people that you like, and there's some you I just do not like this guy. But the show has done so much stupid stuff over the years, and it's been around for so long. The stuff that's being brought up, I, I don't even re- remember half of the stuff. Do I remember this half? Like, uh, vaguely, but I, uh, I I've been going through some of the some of the audio, and we'll 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 bring it in today and tomorrow, Yay. as we call it. Uh, call it to bring it to a close uh after eight o'clock i have uh probably my favorite guest he she have has been on a lot over the years and uh we'll, we'll do a little bit of that and there was another uh, realizing what this dumb show was for people during covid mm. i'll tell you i i remember because it's COVID's awful, right? And we were all stuck in our homes and we were doing all that thing. And it was a hard time for me because I need to, I, I need to be here. I need to have the, have the computer, have the audio, need to be able to interact with the, I just kind of, I'm, when I'm in here, it's more comfortable. When, it, when you're out on location doing a show somewhere else, you're just hanging by the seat of your pants. You mm-hmm. can't talk back to the producer. You don't have anything that you don't know what audio is available organized chaos so you're sitting in your basement it's it's cold and it's march and march april and it's covid and you can't go anywhere and do anything and for whatever reason rogers kept putting us on the air we kept doing shows because remember sports was shut down nothing nothing to talk about Zero. I was watching taiwanese baseball at one point (laughs) i was watching marble racing on youtube yes (laughs) And if if ever you would expect the bosses would come in and say, listen, guys, <laughs> given there's no sports and you're a sports station, we're just going to just press pause for a few weeks or until things get figured out. No, we kept doing a two, three man morning show through the whole thing. And it was some of those shows that really kind of uh, seemed to kind of resonate. So we'll go back and we'll visit some of the stuff that uh, that happened there. Over the course of that, um, Blue Jays. I don't even know. They. I saw that uh, it was apparently a fun one. A banger. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got her done. So uh, we've got Blue Jay baseball on the radio today. Going for a sweep. Get Alec- your broom out. Yeah. Poor. Uh, poor Red Sox. Yeah. You just it. feel so sad and awful for them. It's hard to watch. Yeah. It's really yeah. too bad. Now they were rolling coming in. What did they want? Like seven in a row or six or seven before mm-hmm. they uh, they got to Toronto to play the Jays. So now Alec Manoa, Nick Pavetta, five o'clock. No joint in progress. We'll go to it live. We don't do that anymore. No. We just give you the whole shebang. The whole shebang, indeed. Shebang, shebang. Yeah, great. Oh, oh, oh. Talk about great memories. When she moves. That is one. When she sure. moves. Uh, don't let me forget, I have to uh, yet another four-pack of tickets for the old oh, Calgary Stampede Parade. There was something else I wasn't supposed to let you forget yesterday. It was uh, It was about Dave Dickinson. Oh, yeah, dude. Don't forget Dave Dickinson. I don't know if I'm going to do it now. I've kind of, I've kind of thought about it. I was going to play him a little something. Was it some audio? Yeah. Can you do it, please? I'll have to go in and see. I might need to kind of Edit it a little bit, shorten it up, because I don't want it to go on too long. A lot of what we do goes on way too long. Really? We have nothing but time. Just Are you sure? Hours and hours to fill. But maybe we'll uh, we'll spin that for Dave. And I don't know what you mean. Well, you know, we'll see well, what, well, what do you do on a on a bye week when you're the head coach of the Stampeders? I don't know. Just put your feet up. 
Are you watching? Do you do you scout? Are you watching? You're playing the same team that you just beat. What about so, what about potential players in the U.S.? You're three and zero. Why are you bringing guys in? Well, I don't <laughs> he's watching the USFL championship game on Sunday. That's what he's doing. Is that up? I should put that in the opinion report. That'll be up on Sunday. Yep, that'll be up on Sunday. <laughs> but uh, mentioned the uh, the four pack of tickets. It's the Calgary Stampede Parade coming up July eighth. We have a we got a little section. I don't know how they've done it, but the people upstairs, very powerful people, hmm. managed to secure a spot along the parade route. They will set up chairs and uh, they will be all yours if you are the winner today. I didn't send the one through yesterday. I kind of forgot. So don't you didn't send her the winner. I didn't. She's. Ah, is there any? Uh, I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh, okay, so I can do that. Uh, that's coming up. Chance for you to win July 8th, the parade. I think it's going to be fantastic. I might even, uh, take it in myself. You might go. Yeah. See, these seats aren't for you, so you're going to have to get there early. Yeah, especially then. Mm-hmm. I'll be way out of favor by then. That'll be yeah. early, early for you. Yeah, yeah. Really early. Gross. Still really early. Uh, I saw yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I know that people are going to be tired of it. What's the date? The 29th. Yep. 13th for July is the free agency day. So maximum 14. How many days can we talk about Johnny Gaudreau, unrestricted free agency? What if? How much? How long? Who else? That sort of thing. Basically two weeks. That's it, right? Yeah, we're like two weeks and six hours away from free agency opening. No, potentially, though. Uh-oh, what's this? Well, You're I was just going to say... What do you got? Before I speak too soon, there what? is an outside chance mm-hmm. that John, because I call him John... Yeah, you get says, close. Yeah. No, I'm not going to sign. I'm going to go to free agency. Uh-huh. Then the 13th hits, uh-huh. and he takes a couple more days, uh-huh. and the Flames are still in the mix, even though they can only do a seven-year deal, not an eight-year deal, but they're still there with everybody else. So I said it could be like a max 14 days. It might actually still be more than that. If What if he signs on the 17th? I guess That's, that that would be two weeks and three days. So I just think what he should do. Uh huh. Just sign now. What if he signed today? Today is a good day. What if he signed now? Now would be great. Yeah, full do show. It. But he gets he gets the dough uh-huh. right because he's not getting paid right now. His contract's up. You don't get paid for playoff hockey. He hasn't. It's over. It's been weeks without a paycheck for yeah. the guy. When did the regular season end? That's when he stopped getting paid. My goodness. Why don't you just get the deal done today? Mm-hmm. I'm sure Treliving will contact me first because I'm inside, right? That's the one thing about the fan because you're an insider, losing or? a huge insider with me walking. <laughs> but um, th- then. Living can contact me. We'll get it on the air. We'll talk to Johnny. Maybe even before the end of the show, we'll have to give maybe give Connor McGahee the boot. I don't know. Either way, we'll get Johnny on the air. And then uh-huh. not only do the Flames not have to worry mm-hmm. about what they're going to do. Now it's okay. So what? What about Manjapani and Shillington? What about these other guys? What are we going to pay? Like the Kachuk? Let's now start working on these things. And the other teams that are thinking, what if Johnny Gaudreau gets the free agency? What if July thirteenth hits and he's available and we may have? then those teams can move on with their lives. So you're saying it's for the betterment of everybody. I don't see who loses. I don't see who loses. In there as well, our listeners, yep. who will have heavy Gaudreau free agency fatigue. Oh, it's going to be just... If it's another two weeks of this. Yeah. And I saw... What did you see? On the old uh, the text line from yesterday... The uh, did a texter get a tweet liked by his mom or no, something like no, that? No, 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 we... no, no! Don't disparage the texters. Nope. Those are our people. Those are our people. We love them. But they must have been uh, the boys. Must have been talking yesterday. If the Gaudreau thing doesn't work out, oh. do you immediately pivot and try and get Philip Forsberg of the Nashville Predators? Is he a top line talent? Yes. Does he score? Yes. He's coming off an unbelievable season. He is still young enough that you could sign him to a seven year deal and get. The bulk of his prime, you would think. You're not getting an over-the-hill guy in the last two, three years. You should, term should not be a problem on a seven-year deal. 27 years old. And um, might save some money Yep, over what you'd have to pay John. And he's Swedish. He'd yeah. fit right into with all the Swedes. They'd go and do whatever Swedes do. Fish? Well, I just mean here in Calgary. Oh, it's like, hey, I'm new to town. Hey, uh, 
Elias and yeah, ja- is it Jacob or Jacob, whatever you're calling yourself? <laughs> so what do we do here? Hey, Philip, don't worry, we've got you. We want to get a little Zvenskin in our life because I know it can be daunting and kind of whoa too much to take in when you move to a new city, new uh-huh. people you don't know anybody. We got you, bod. That's what they would say. I don't think they say bod. That's we got you, kind bod. Of red deer, but yeah. So. It's not a terrible fallback option, but I still have to believe that signing 13 would mm. be ideal, priority one, optimal, right? Yeah, I would have to agree. I think that if you're approaching this, retaining your guy is ideal. You know, when, when you look at the list of free agents, I think that the next obvious one that is not Johnny Gaudreau is Philip Forsberg. You've got the Team Sweden kind of storyline there too but yeah no. i don't know it's it's a it's a fine second choice but i'm i'm right there with you no, let me ask, with me. bring back 13 yeah let me ask you this yeah ask me uh i forget what i was gonna ask you oh that's too bad because i got a text and uh something popped up on my screen at the same time tell me that instead <sighs> what would it have been what was i going to now tell me oh here's what it is yeah okay Ryan Pinder usually sits there yeah, right here. and talks a lot. Yeah. I just kind of sit here and wa- watch it all take place. Mm. He has become very enchanted and entranced. Oh, no. With Valerie Nachushkin. Do you mean the... the un- he's an unrestricted free agent. Yes. And he, I, when we talked last week, I th- I'm not speaking for... I, I think he had Nachushkin ahead of Forsberg on his desirable list same age different very different types of players but he really believes that this is a player who has come of age and all of the metrics are off the charts we have jay fresh that comes on with uh, jay fresh hockey and he has kind of those player cards and all of the the math and everything that goes into that he is he has elite numbers across the board Mm -hmm. for this season and maybe, you know, kind of a little bit from last year. Are you on the choo-choo train like Ryan Pinder is? Because he's at the, he's got the, 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 the cap on whatever train engineers, whatever they wear. Yeah, the big poofy cap kind of like balloons out the top. So you can't have that seat because Pinder's there. It still has a brim. That's right. Yeah. I, um... I I like a lot of what Valerie Natushkin does. He's a big body. He's a power winger. He is relentless in his pursuit of the puck. I also think that he's in a situation that I think it's going to be very hard for him to leave. And if the Avalanche had to pick between Nazem Kadri and Val Natushkin, I wonder if they would prefer to have Val Natushkin back. He just seems like a guy who after it went really, really, really bad for him at the start of his career in Dallas and then eventually found something good in Colorado with that group of guys, and a lot of them are sticking around, that I just don't see him leaving Colorado. I think that that is a great player, but I also don't know if A, he's going to leave Colorado, and B, if he'll be the same player if he leaves that group. I just think it's one of those things where sometimes you get into a situation where you can flourish, and that kind of seems what it is in Colorado with Val. Val. Yeah, um, we're on uh, first term. Yeah, I see that. Now, Kadri older. He's 31. Nachushkin, 27. Kadri, though, the center. Generally more desirable. Yeah. Wingers. It's not that you find them anywhere, but I think Nazem Kadri has got himself into a spot. I, I was curious talking to Sarah Valley about that yesterday, that really it felt like for the Colorado Avalanche, maybe that priority had shifted. And maybe some of it has to do with the actual feasibility, the realistic ability financially for them to keep Kadri. Because I, th- I still think, well, it's hard to say, term is everything, but I, I think that Kadri makes more mm-hmm. as a UFA than Nachushkin does. I would agree. But I think both players have been elsewhere and have landed in Denver in a spot that really works for them. Do you take a little bit less? Is there a discount there? We talked about it yesterday. The this team doesn't look like it's going anywhere. 
you're going to have to move some bodies out for sure. But you have Kale McCarr forever. You are going to re-sign Nathan McKinnon forever. Three more years for Rantanen. A bunch of years for Landeskog. Uh, Sam Girard, the 24-year-old Blue Lander that we didn't even see because he broke his sternum in, what, round two? Devon Taves is there for another couple years. There's no reason you can't run this thing back and be dominant again next year. Do you, do you look at it and say, I, I've got the dough. The money's, I, I'm not going to be wanting for, for money, unless you're talking crazy amounts. But I just wonder if those are two guys that maybe look at it, because Nachushkin was also a guy. Went a full calendar year without scoring a goal. Yeah. Maybe you, you see that the grass isn't greener. I think Nachushkin for sure fits into that. I think the Kadri, even if he takes a little bit less, is going to be hard. Like the other thing that is very interesting for me around Colorado is their goaltending situation with Darcy Kemper being a UFA. Does he come back? Does he ask for a raise if he comes back? Do they decide to go in a different direction, whether it's via trade or they try and get one of the few few free agent goaltenders that are kind of considered to be legit starters? Like, I think that honestly is a big question that comes into this as well, because if you bring back Nachushkin and you bring back Kadri, that's all outstanding. And I still think you'll have a good team and you have a playoff team. But if you've got to go bargain bin hunting between the pipes, that's just always a, a bad starting position to have. So I, I, I could see a situation where both return for low money, but they've got a lot of things on their to-do list. Once uh, old Joe Sackick starts drying out a little bit here. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, once he's sober, though. Now, somebody on the text line made a very uh, astute kind oh. of an observation. Mm. Valerie Nachushkin, 6'4", 210, 215. Sure. Who, who loves big, strong wingers? The Calgary Flames. Yeah, they it's true. <laughs> and if you lose Johnny Gaudreau, I mean, that's what we're talking about. If Gaudreau doesn't come back, then you're on the market. What number does Johnny Gaudreau wear? 13. 13. What yeah. does Nachushkin wear? Yes. 13. 13. Just slides right in. Maybe a little bit of disrespect to Johnny. But again, if he leaves, then it's you know, hurt feelings. It's maybe right there. It might just be right there. And right we don't even itself, see it. Boom. Yeah, right we don't itself. even see it. Yeah, July 13th. We'll just text Elliot, tell him the details. We'll, uh, we'll come back after a, uh, after a break. Going into break, wanted to play you something. Uh, started, do, I guess it was 2011, started doing this dumb show and... At about the same time, Jason DeForest started producing the show, and we spent about 10 years together. Early mornings, uh, often stressful situations, but we we were always on kind of the same wavelength comedically, if that makes sense. Stuff that he Certainly. found funny, I found funny, and mm-hmm. he, he just knew what, bu- what buttons to press, and we were always kind of... Uh, we were there, very dry, very dumb, kind mm-hmm. of, uh, kind of that. So mm-hmm. uh, a little homage, and and Jay never at the start never wanted to come on the air. He was kind of quiet and didn't want. To, and if you heard him near the end, uh, hard to believe that he was ever uh, mm. kind of shy. But uh, the the producers would have to do the traffic reads, and this is a nice little collection of Jay trying to work through. Our traffic sponsors. In the 660 News Traffic Center, I'm Tanya Blakeney. Joe Fresh's pre-Black Friday sale. From the 660 News Traffic Center, I'm Sue DL. Have you heard of the Zostavax shingles vaccine? Single (laughs) shot shingles. Oh, come on now. Come on. Oh, my God, I can't talk. (laughs) Want healthier bread? Cobbs is making Canada's first fresh Low FOD, I have no idea what this says. From the 660 News Traffic Center, I'm Sue DL. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, get 25% off your order with promo code Pizza Time. The 660 News Traffic Center, I'm Tanya Blakeney. Congested? Ultravin can. Ultravin can't help traffic congestion, but can help with nasal congestion. Do you want to start again? Nah. So good. <laughs> Love you, J Boy. Nah. 634, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Homer in the morning is on right now. Sportsnet 960, the fan, Calgary. Our guest hotline is brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, the 13 time Consumer Choice Award winner. For every dollar that you spend, you earn points towards free pizza with the rewards program. It's Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. We'll go to that hotline in about 20 minutes. Catch up with Dave Dickinson.
Our text line, the fan feedback line is open as well. 960-960 from your phone. If you want to, uh, if you want to get in. Pizza time. Man, that killed me. Yeah, I, uh, what was the other thing? When those traffic reads? Oh, not, not a lot of prep put in. They're hard, man. What are we going to do? Re- pre-read? Like, yeah. take a look at, like, actually gloss over them before we go And then right all to of air? a sudden you run into pneumococcal pneumonia? That's right. Ooh, that was a good My one. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Right in the teeth. You've had a few over the years, yeah, too, I had right? A little case Dilla. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Just a couple every once in a while. Matt Rose. Oh, no. There, you probably got a few of those in there, hey? Um, we play this game called Hammerschlagen, where oh, basically whoa, you got a big stump and you drink and hit nails into the stump. Case Dilla. <laughs> <laughs> World tournament, world junior pre-tournament. You know, whatever, right? It's world not about tournament. That. It's not about that. Uh, we will have Colby Armstrong as well coming up hour two and uh, hour three, I believe, to kick it off. Uh, we'll have a little something for you. Maybe my favorite guest that's ever come on the show. Hey, guys. Connor McGahee, play-by-play voice of the Avs as well, coming up. But right now, it's time for the Pinder Report. And it's brought to you by MotorWorks, exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitor quotes, 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. I'm Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Uh, thank you, Boomer. We got the Memorial Cup final tonight. We got the Jays absolutely cooking, and we got the Pinder Report for you. Not a ton coming out of the NHL these days. We can tell you that you'll probably see some drunken clips of Avalanche players permeate social media over the next 24 to 30-ish hours. As tonight, the Avalanche will be hosted by the Colorado Rockies as they host the Dodgers. That's a 640 start down in Denver. And then uh, Thursday, the Mile High Parade starting at noon. So you can expect plenty of... Plenty Get her in you, boys. Yeah, right. Bottoms up. Kind of surprised we haven't seen. I've been on, been on the social medias there a little bit over the last twenty-four hours because I know when Washington won, it did not take long. It was that night. Now, granted, they were in Vegas. Yep. And it got sloppy in a hurry. Oh, yep. But even Tampa Bay, you started to see Pat Maroon without a shirt on. They were getting into it. Kind of weird. I haven't seen any. Uh, any photos or any incriminating video? Sad, really. Maybe they, maybe they don't know what they're doing. First-time winners? Clean Nathan, it up. Nathan McKinnon doesn't want to be seen eating normal pizza. Come or on, Nate. Normal pasta. Loosen up. Yeah. Just won the cup, bud. Come on, bud. Uh, this just coming down moments ago, actually. A couple of insiders bre- reporting breaking this. Breaking news? I don't know if we should use the breaking news butter for All this, right. but... Uh, Anthony DeClaire has suffered an off-season injury, an Achilles injury. Oh, no. Uh, the forwards coming off a 31-goal campaign with the Florida Panthers. 31 goals, 58 points, 74 games. He's got two more years at $3 million per. But obviously, an Achilles injury, that's not great. Um, we'll see what the timeline is. But probably will not be ready for the start of the season. You really got to put the entire year in question with an Achilles injury. Vegas announced some front office changes, most notably uh, Sean Burr. No pity, no sympathy. No, nope. I slept great last night. That That's Brian. That's Brian. Uh, Sean Burke has been named the director of goaltending for the Vegas Golden Knights. Burke had worked with Montreal, Team Canada, the Phoenix Coyotes. He was the GM of the Canadian Olympic team for the Pyeongchang Olympics, actually. And uh, Vegas also hired John Stevens to be their assistant coach. Some big NHL notes, boom. There you go. They uh, the pressures the pressure is high there in Vegas. It's a, it's a lot. You see the coaching change. Bruce, there it is. Different Bruce, but different Bruce, but still some established people Bruce. coming in there. Yeah. I feel for Robin Leonard a little bit because at the end of the day, you need really good goaltending, and without it, you're hooped. You're just not going to outscore. Look at Edmonton. You're not going to outscore it. And I just don't know where Robin Leonard's at right now. His body is taking a beating over the last few years. I think he's a good goalie, but that's a pretty clear indication when they bring in somebody and are giving him a salary mm-hmm. just to work with you. Mm-hmm. Why is this guy here? Oh, no reason. Just But get used to him because you're going to spend a lot of time together. Yeah, he's going to maybe give you a tip or two as you Great. go along. Mm. 
Also tonight, the Memorial Cup final. How about this, boom? The St. John Sea Dogs taking on the Hamilton Bulldogs. Flames prospect Jan Kuznetsov and Jeremy Poye going to be patrolling the blue line for the Sea Dogs. Mm-hmm. Talked to Sam Costantino about the tournament on Tuesday, and he actually talked about that pair, the two Flames prospects. Poye has got an amazing shot. He, you know, at times looks like a forward. That's his MO. That's what he's going to bring to the table. Um, I don't think that's going to change tremendously, although his game has, has come a long way. And then Kuznetsov, again, you know, you come forward from, uh, from the college ranks and you have the opportunity to settle into the junior uh, um, situation. And he, too, has, has responded well. They'll face off against the Ducks' third overall pick from 2021, Mason McTavish. Sold out barn in St. John. 4 p.m. start for this one. Jeremy Poirier, of course, he's 20. And you heard from Cosentino there. He uh, brilliant skater, a lot of offensive ability and has already he's one of the guys already has the contract mm-hmm. signs while in junior has had it for a while because they see the raw talent and I don't know if I don't know if Shillington's the easy one or if it's even a fair one to make but he's certainly ahead of where Shillington was yeah as far as skating and offensive ability at that point I don't know if this is a well let's just make him a forward you try and you try and groom him as a defenseman, and I know not that they're having that conversation. It's very much a he's a defenseman. We'll mm-hmm. we'll mm-hmm. teach him the ropes. He'll be fine, but he has that kind of skill that gets you paid early, and has the team putting a lot of not emphasis, but they're paying close attention to how well he's been doing. This game is a big one because obviously it's the top trophy in junior hockey across Canada and St. John uh, being the host team, they'll have the crowd behind them. So that's going to be a a fun one to watch. And should mention this developing story involving Hockey Canada as well. Scotiabank announced on Tuesday it's pausing its sponsorship of Hockey Canada in the wake of sexual allegations that came to light last month. Elliot Friedman was asked about it by Jeff Merrick on his show on Tuesday. After the government said they were going to freeze some of the funding, I think we all kind of wondered, would this story happen? And there were some rumors earlier this year that uh, Scotiabank was a little bit unhappy uh, after um, the story in Chicago. We have to do everything we can to make sure that these stories stop. And because it's just hurtful. There's, there's, there's no, it's hurtful to the people involved and everybody around the sport. And, um, I, I don't think we should be surprised it happened. I don't know if you expect it to happen, but I don't think we should be surprised that it happened. And you can read more on the developing story from Emily Sadler at sportsnet.ca as well. Telus and Canadian Tire have both withdrawn their sponsorship support uh, following uh, that interview that uh, Elliot had with Jeff. We'll shift to the Diamond as uh, the Blue Jays were facing the Red Sox on Tuesday. Game two of their current three games set after Toronto took the opener. Ross Stripling got the call for this contest. And lots of talk about the starting pitching for Toronto lately. Over the three games prior, only Kevin Gossman had a strong start, so a deep run for strips would be ideal. Got through the first and got some early run sport. One, two. Swing and a line, drive to the gap in the left center field. That's down for an extra base hit. Two runs are going to score. Guerrero trots in, Hernandez right behind him. 3 nothing Toronto. Teoscar Hernandez doubled to score Bo Bichette. Matt Chapman steps up and knocks in two more on another double to make it 3-0 early. Trevor Story would launch a solo home run in the top of the second to get Boston on the board. But Toronto came back in the third with some more offense. Swing it a ground ball past the right side of the mound. Right up the middle into center field for an RBI base in. Gurriel and his aggressiveness teeing up the run. Santiago Espinal has got a two-hit day and the Blue Jays have a 4-1 lead. Big run for Santiago Espinal, big RBI. He has a big moment coming up later in the game. Remember that. Relatively quiet after that for a couple of innings. No runs scored. Both starters still on the bump. Things got a tad dicely for Stripling getting into the top of the fifth. He allowed a run to cross as Rob Refsnyder grounded out, making the game a 4-2. That would be the night for Ross Stripling. He goes five innings. 
Two earned runs on five hits, one walk, three strikeouts, 81 pitches thrown. Manager Charlie Montoyo just needed three innings of bullpen work before he could send in Jordan Romano to close it out, but that's easier said than done. We'll take you to the top of the seventh. Trent Thornton on the mound, two outs and a man on first. 1-0. Repstatter slugs it, deep center field. Back goes Tapia, running near the warning track at the wall, and it is gone. Rob Repstatter connects his second home run as a Red Sox, ties this game. All knotted up at four after seven innings. That would chase Trent Thornton as well. Two three-run leads evaporated. The vibe continued to crumble as Tim Meza took to the mound in the eighth. The 2-2. Swing and a line drive up the middle. Base hit into left center field. Wheeled around third. Bogarts will try to score. Gurriel's up with the throw on a bounce. It's late at the plate. A run scores and the Red Sox have come all the way back. A go-ahead RBI base hit by Christian Vasquez. So 5-4 in the eighth, just one out at that point, too. The Sox would actually look to add to their lead. Matt Gage, who had replaced Tim Meza as Toronto's pitcher, then promptly walked the next batter that loaded up the bases for Christian Arroyo. And he scored one of the two runs on the game-tying homer by Ref Snyder. And he swings and he lines the ball. Caught by the leaping Espinal at second base. He'll flip it over to second to double off the Red Sox and retire the side. Santiago Espinal climbing the ladder, robbing the Red Sox of runs. Whew, close call, but Espinal makes the tough grab and doubles up Boston. Nothing going for Toronto in the bottom of the eighth, so out comes Jordan Romano to close this one out in the ninth, trying to hold on to this one-run deficit. He got Rob Refsnyder to line out, walked Rafael Devers, induced a pop-out by J.D. Martinez, then struck out Xander Bocarts to the heart of the order, mowed down by Jordan Romano. Made way for the Jays to make some magic in the ninth. Alejandro Kirk comes in, singles on a pinch hit. George Springer doubled, and then Bo Bichette came to the plate. And the pitch from Robles. Swinging a ground ball through the open right side. Base hit! Zimmer's flying around third. He's coming to the plate. He will score! And we are tied! First pitch, base hit, ties the game off the bat of Bo Bichette. Woo! So that's fun. Look for a little magic from Vladdy coming up next. Vladdy stares out. The 2-0. Swinging a ground ball. Pass the reach of Bogarts into left field. And the Blue Jays are going to win it. Springer scores. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. delivers. They're jumping up and down to the left of the mound. Celebrating a walk-off win. What an unbelievable night by the Blue Jays. What fun. What fun. 6-5, the Blue Jays take a victory. I said it earlier. I hate seeing the Red Sox crumble. Mm. And they, uh, the media. Mm. Oh, yeah. The Boston media, quite harsh at the best of times. But uh, apparently. Uh, apparently. Apparently, one of their, one of their pitchers uh, uh, didn't get across the border. Uh, closer. Vaccine, had to stay home. Could have used them. Wouldn't have been bad to have him in that spot. I think it worked out great. Yeah, actually. You know what, Boom? That's a glass half full look at it. I would agree. Big moment for Romano to get the top of the ninth finished. Big moment for Locomotive Kirk coming off the bench to get the single and uh, start the comeback in the ninth, says the manager. Romano keeping us in the game. That was huge. He, he uh, Of course, he, he got the top of the order out, and now we had a chance. Uh, I got one of the best hitters in baseball right now in the bench it's not that easy comes in and hits a line drive to left and then we knew we were going to pinch it zimmer i knew our chances were going to be okay if 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 romano gives us a chance and then of course kirk with a base hit alec manoa gets the ball for toronto as they try for the sweep against canadian nick pavetta will carry it on sportsnet 960 first pitch just after five a couple of other notes from the jays on tuesday Vlad Guerrero Jr. will not take part in the home run derby this year, resting a nagging wrist. Pitcher Nate Pearson being shut down for three to four weeks, suffering from a right lat strain. Just another injury for the once promising pitcher who was just getting back from a mononucleosis diagnosis. Kind of rhymed well done there. Mm. The mononucleosis. You ever had mono? Yeah, I did. It sucked. Brutal. Ruined a whole summer when I was a kid. You can't do anything. Your spleen gets all inflated. They say, don't you do any sports because your spleen will explode. Sucks. CFL has announced their week three players of the week. So a little Stampeders content despite them being on a bye. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Malik Henry named one of the top performers, caught six of eight passes for 173 yards and a touchdown in Calgary's come from behind win over the Elks back on Saturday. He also had a fumble and a costly penalty in the first half of the game, but he responded well, got the Stampeders offensive game ball, and he is a man of few words after uh, the victory. The fumble early on kind of made me angry. Teammates told me to stay in the game. Yeah, came back in the second half and made a couple plays. I want to say it was the last big game you had where Bo scrambles out of the pocket and he's kind of directing traffic. I think it's a – just can you kind of take us to that play? Yeah, that play, it was um, – so I had a go route. I was running the go route. Um, Bo told me to go this way. So I kind of flipped my, flipped my shoulders and made a play. Great throw by him. Flip shoulders. Bo says go this way and you make the play. 173 yards. No big deal. Willie Jefferson and Nathan Rourke. Your other top performers. Uh, action gets going on Thursday when Nathan Rourke goes to Ottawa to visit the Red Blacks and Jeremiah Masoli. How fun. We'll ask Dave about Malik Henry coming up. And finally, across the pond, the tournament started with four Canadians. The tournament being Wimbledon. Two men, two women. After round one, that number has been cut in half. Rebecca Marino lost on Monday. Felix Oje Aliassime lost on Tuesday. The good news is that Bianca Andrescu and Fel- uh, uh, Dennis Shapovalov did advance. They'll play their round two matches Thursday morning, and uh, Serena Williams was bounced from the women's side in round one, too, which prompts questions about the superstar's future, and boom. And good night, and good luck to you, sir. That'll be your pin report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks, exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes. 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Coming to a close here in hour number one, busy hour two, Dave Dickinson will join us in a matter of moments. And then Colby Armstrong, former NHLer, former Western Leaguer, a first-round pick, I believe, of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with it. So we've got the draft coming up. We have got the Memorial Cup to be decided. He, did you know, was a Memorial Cup champ, winning it in overtime. (gasps) Yeah. He scored the goal? No. Oh. But he was on the team that scored the goal. Was he on the ice? You know what? Let's do that. This is going to be a tough one. This is going to be very much for people up the road. I shouldn't do this. No, I'm going to do it. Hmm. Because I feel like maybe people from Red Deer would know it. Mm-hmm. But it's for a four-pack of seats to the Calgary Stampede oh, Parade. Sure. So maybe you come in for the parade. Right on. All right. I'm sure people do. Or maybe there's somebody that lives in Calgary that knows the answer. Red Deer Rebels, mm-hmm. the year they won the Memorial Cup. Mm-hmm. They won it in overtime. Okay. Colby Armstrong was on that team. Marty Erat. But who scored the overtime winner? Text it in at 960-960. If you have the correct answer, I'll take one of you. Did he go on to Maybe. have a prominent NHL career? No, not really. Did he go on to have a prominent coaching career? No, not really. Mm, that's going to be hard for me. Yeah. Going to be hard for you. He was a great interview. Okay. Here's a hint. He was actually an Oiler draft pick, I believe. Okay. Yeah. You won't know. No, that changes nothing. No. Mm-hmm. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by all means, text in if you know the answer, and we'll let you we'll let you go and see the parade with four of our reserved seats, some coffee, some oh, pastries. Wow. Delicious. Wow. I was not Shane Bandera. He was a goaltender. <laughs> Tricky. For that to uh, for that to take place, uh, maybe this is the worst question I could have asked. Anyway, text in if you team. got it. We'll come back. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> they won the Memorial. They Cup. won the Memorial <laughs> Cup and the West. Yeah, the Western League. Good team. Colby Armstrong, Dave Dickinson, all coming up. Stay there. Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan.